I'll tell you about Shava that I had Hashem of the Bachrim by the Seder. And some, I think it's defined something when I, when I try and do in the Shemuzan a little bit. Say by the Yisei Magadah, if you look at the Chachamim, Klon Avonim, Klon Azkenim, Klon Yadim Asatara, Mr. Lein Nasar Pabiyasis Mitzrayim. So even though we know it and we're smart and we understand that we have all these different mitzvahs, there's a mitzvah to say it. Why? If you know it, we understand it. We're So why do we have to say it? Why do we have to say it? So there's a phenomenon which I experienced. The Rashiva would say over certain meisim. Which he felt were important for us to hear, and he would say that he would say these mice without exaggeration a hundred times, and he would say each time with the same words, the same inflections, the same excitement, as if he was saying it the first time. And he would never apologize, even though I told you this once, I want to tell it to you again. He would just say over the mice with the same. I didn't even know how to say it in Yiddish, but you would, you would, you would hear the, the exact same. It was just, forgetting the Yiddish Shemal, and you would say every time the exact same, he would say it the exact same way. It was time and time again. And I remember as a Bukhra, I used to like wonder why. Why in the world is he repeating it every time the exact same Maisa with the exact same story, and everything exactly the same? And, you know, part of nowadays the Gishmak, because you have a new Maisa, you know. You know, the Shiva didn't have new mice. He had always had new mice. You know, there's people coming to him all the time. He could have said new mice. You know, or at least apologize. You know, even though you heard it before. Like, why? why? And I didn't understand. No, she was ready in the end of belt, and I remember the mice word for word. You know why? Because I heard a hundred times. So the Baal God, I feel the job over here isn't to say, say new things. The job is to repeat the old things time and time again until they finally sink in. And that's what Silsha Shorim in the Hakdomah says, I'm not coming to Mechadish anything new. I'm just say, coming with repeat over the old things, which is important. You should keep hearing it again and again because that's how it finally sinks in. Um, sometimes, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm repeating myself. And the answer is, yes, you're supposed to repeat yourself. Ravaran Motar told used to say Shmuz Rosh Hashanah he said the exact same Shmuz every Rosh Hashanah the exact same words you know <laughs> the exact same words every Rosh Hashanah it's very simple the Rosh Hashanah doesn't change one year the Rosh Hashanah is this one year the Rosh Hashanah no it's that no the Rosh Hashanah is the same whatever, whatever the Rosh Hashanah is in Russia it gives you know this year we'll pick one thing to do and the next we'll have something else to do the Rosh Hashanah is the Rosh Hashanah you want to give Shmuz about Shmuz? Rosh Hashanah fine, it'll be a different Shmuz. But why should Rosh Hashanah change? One time he actually got up and he said, it says, the difference is, as we grow, we have a, different, a deeper understanding of what the Avoida is. But the Avoida doesn't change. And we change. So if a person thinks I'm repeating myself, even though he says, if a person thinks I'm repeating myself from year to year, he doesn't understand what the Shmuz is all about. That's what Rebbe said. Um... I made a cheshpin that I have this week to talk and next week to talk and the following week I'm in Eretz Yisrael the following week is Shlom Aschast which I'm not sure how it affects and then it's two days before Shavuos so I want to talk about Shavuos a little bit um, the 
revolver in Chelak Aleph and now the Shur Chelak Aleph he has a piece in the, in the last in the last Marocha he has a piece um, in the last Shari he has a piece called the Perichest it's called Hashkacha B'Gula and in this piece of Hashkacha B'Gula he brings out the following idea uh, a I'm adding a little bit more than what he said, but I want to bring out the idea that he said. One of the Yitzhahars that a person has, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, the Taras of Ram, Rabbi Ram Kaczynski says in Machshava, there's a Gemara in Sanhedrin, beginning of Perichelik, the Gemara says that Altininus asked the Rebbe, what point in time in the development of the child does the Yitzhahar enter into the child? Is the time or the time when the child is conceived, or when the child leaves the mother's rechem to come into the world? So, so Rebbe answered Bishasitzira, the time when the child is 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 is, is conceived. So Athenus asked, in that would be so, the child would kick through the rechem, the wall of the rechem, and come out. The Rebbe says, you're right. And he says, it's Bishas Yitzir. He brings the Pesach, the Pesach, Chathas Raivetz. At the, the Pesach, when the child comes into the world, that's when the Chathas, that's when the Karech of Yitzhahara enters into the child. So he was in his error on, the, on this Yitzhahara. The Yitzhahara, the child's in the, in the mother's rechem. And Chazal say, the Mordnidah says, that there's no time in a person's life where he's in any type of comparable type of a good situation like he is when he's in the mother's rechem. He's able to see him from one end of the world to the other. He is charged with Taiba. The more says, "There's no." That the Ayir says, "I want to remember, go back to Yarchikadim. Those days when I was those old days, the days of your days of your was when I was in mother's stomach. Because Ayir Shabbat Taiba, there's no, there's no better time and a tool in a person's life than that time. Totally secure, totally taken care of, warm. He's got a malach, sees from one end of the world to the other. Everything makes sense to him. It's a beautiful tzkufa. Why would he want to leave? What's, what Yitzhar is there to leave? And furthermore, if he goes out, he dies." Because right now he's not ready to leave the mother's record. So what Yetzirah is there for a person to put himself to death when he's in the best situation where he ever could be? That's what Yetzirah is. He says, straight in the Gemara, there's Yetzirah not to be shackled. There's Yetzirah to be free. To do what I want. Don't limit me. It says, and that Yetzirah is the basic Yetzirah which exists. There's no Taiva yet. There's no covered. There's nothing else. The most basic Yetzirah that a person has is, I do not want you to tell me what to do. That is the most basic Yetzirah that a person has. Akrekach, he's willing to kill himself because of it. The Yetzirah can convince him to kill himself because of it. Right? The, the, the manifestations of it are so many. He said, "You know, so the kid who knows it's bad to smoke, but don't tell me what to do, so I'll smoke and kill myself. You know, or take medic, take drugs. I know he, he thinks he doesn't know that it's stupid. He knows that it's stupid. You know, but you tell him the more you tell him, the more I'm going to do it. But after why? Because I'm a sugar Because you told me therefore I'm going to do it to show you that you can't tell me what to do. That's it's totally illogical, right? Never tell a teenager to do something because he'll do. You know, right? you know, reverse psychology." with little children, with teenagers, with adults. Adam is is in Gan Eden. He's in Gan Eden. Pretty good place to be. 
He's in Gan Eden. The Russian says, one thing don't do. He says, this is the way I want you to serve me. He says, it's better to serve Kodesh this way. There was an element of Yudere Boinoye. Miskavan Limer doesn't mean Lachachis. Yudere Boinoye, Miskavan Limer, but because I want to show it. It's, there's a there's a Yudari, but he knows there's a master. He knows there's somebody in control, and he feels a need to be murdered because he feels a need to be independent. And that's Yetzirah. That's the first Yetzirah in the world. I'm going to figure out how to serve Kodesh Baruch better than the way Kodesh Baruch told me. Good, so it's a firm Yetzirah, but it's Yetzirah. Chet Egel is the same thing. Chet Egel is is, is quite the right to coming up with a way how to serve Kodesh Baruch different than the way Baruch told me. Here we go. Right. Right. So he points out that the Voida, the Kaisel went into Mitzrayim. Kaisel spent years as a Vodim to learn to be Makabal and oil. The Tzitz Mitzrayim didn't start Bashas Tzitz Mitzrayim because Kaisel's goal to leave Mitzrayim is to be Makabal the Torah. And become a vodim to Kodesh Baruch Hu, and be makabel and all to Kodesh Baruch Hu. And there's the Yitzhar which says, "Don't be makabel and all." And that's the most basic Yitzhar which a human being has. So Kaisel spent years and years and years training to be makabli oil. And therefore, Maskel Ganusim Asayim Bishrach, the Sefer of Shmois is, is the Sefer is, is the Sefer of Geula. Right? Parsha Shmois is not the Geula; it's about Sheba. Right? Mashmeru comes and it gets worse. It is because without the shebud we couldn't have gaul. That's the machshava that he says. Revolver points out that a person at some point in his life becomes aware of kadosh baruch hu. To the point he realizes that he has no choice but to accept the kadosh baruch hu. The adnus of kadosh baruch hu. Baruch is his master and he has to listen to him. That's what the Madrega of Hashkocha. The person comes to the Madrega of, of Geula. The moment of Geula, he wears a Kodesh Baruch who is there. If Kodesh Baruch who is there, you got to listen. If he's really there, and he's really the master, and he really is in control. So you got to listen. One fifth left Mitzrayim. Fourth fifth says, I, We can't be Makabal though. It's not a pella. You think about it, it's almost a pella. Kaisa went from being mamash on the mem teshari tumma to makabal Torah in 49 days. How's it shaykh? How's it shaykh? The answer is they got over most of the problems in day one. The, the ones who walked down and said, We're going out and we're makabal oil, the rest was just working out the details. The major hump was, was right there. And Mashabinu says, Rashi brings in um, Parshas Yisra, when is the beginning end? And no longer, you're past the beginning, now you're into the, the next part of the stage of life. 
So Rashi says, If you're makabal truly, it'll be sweet afterwards. Once you're makabal, it's sweet. But the person calls money still going back and forth. Well, he really wants to be makabal or not. It's frustrating and it's hard. The moment of difficulty is the Kabbalah. But the Kabbalah, is it true Kabbalah, means giving up the life the way we perceive it. You know, we look at the, 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 the Baal Shuvah and he says you know, he gave up his lifestyle. He gave up his whole being. It's a very difficult thing. And calls one of the persons vacillating back and forth. It's very, it's, it's excruciating. But you look at them, once they, made the, they really made a decision and this is what they're going to do, they're happy. That is what Shuas is for. Shuas is, this is Rashi is telling you, the Hagdamah to Shuas, Moshe is telling Christ, so listen, we're about to get the Torah. And the Torah comes with 613 mitzvahs, Asayz and says. It comes with six mitzvahs to meteors. We have to constantly walk around being aware of the year of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Abba HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yichud HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It comes with a key to learn Torah, nothing about about your time. You know, I really want to, I really want to say Gishmak HaMaisa right now, but that's very nice. But Hashem says, no, don't take Gishmak HaMaisa, go learn. So it's a battle of wills between me and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So calls mine, you're, you're vacillating back and forth between that. It's, very, it's going to be very excruciating. You know, you live with, you did it, you didn't listen, but you feel guilty, you should have learned. You know, next time you do better, you try it again, you can't fully commit yourself, you're miyayish. There's all these different types of emotions which go through us. We all know the guy, you know, who walked in, wasn't such a big master, it wasn't such a big tzaddik, you know. And something happens somewhere along the way, and all of a sudden this guy learns like 97 hours a day, you know. And he's always happy about it. And how come it's working by him and it's not working by me? And, you know, I remember like, you know, just like three months ago, like, you know, we were holding, I was holding out of him. You know, what happened? He made the Kabbalah. He made a true Kabbalah. And once you make a true Kabbalah, so you're able to come in kind of it's, smooth, it's sweet afterwards. But giving up of that, the giving ability to give up is extremely difficult. And that is the, the most basic Yitzhahara that Kalaiso grapples with. What we have, advantage we have, you know, four-fifths stayed behind. They didn't make it out. The moment they realized that the Hashkoch is to is something from them, it's not just that there's Hashkoch. That's a wonderful thing, Hashkoch. Russian takes care of me, it's sweet, it's wonderful, I'm sitting with Ryan, and you know what? Russian wipes out Mitzrayim just for little, little old me. I mean, that's a wonderful feeling. So, run out. Run out. Russian, I'm ready to do whatever you want. The, moment, the first moment is an extremely warm and wonderful feeling. But then the person hits us in one second. But that, but that if there's a, the, 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 the import, the impact of that statement is so overwhelming. Forfeit said, I can't handle it. You know, I told you about this, the, the story about the that fellow with, with the, uh, the seed program, the guy working on Emmas, he says, if it's Emmas, I got it. He went to this Discovery Weekend, you know, and they showed him the, the, the proofs that Torah is from Shemayim. So he comes in, he's reading this book about Bible criticism, he says, listen, I went to the thing, it looks like it's true. If it's true, I got to do it. I don't want to do it. So I'm spending my time now trying to figure out, prove that it's not true. 
So to his credit, he was honest enough. If it's true, I got to do it. He's also honest enough to say, I don't want to do it. So what was he trying to do? Prove that it's not true. And that's, you know, I sat down and we discussed his, his different Bible criticism issues. Um, at the end of the day, I asked the rub, whatever happened to the guy, you know, like a year or two later. He says, as far as you know, the fellow never did it. Even though I proved him that, that the proofs were not, his tinas were not tinas, he's back to square one. He says, but the bottom line, he just couldn't do it. He didn't want to make a, a change in his life. So, you know, the, the, the Balshuva has an advantage. Um, in a certain sense. It's very difficult. But there's this whole group of people that he can join now which are doing it. And they all seem pretty happy. And there's like all these wonderful things that you get by joining. So you got to give up a lot of things, but you know, you get something in return. You know, okay, you have the seven, you have the guy who became Balchuba, you know, somewhere in the, the, the Russian prison, didn't get too much to gain out of that, you know, on the good side, you know, the, right? Wasn't, it wasn't easy over there, I would imagine. Right? But the guy got, you know, he, he, he became, he's from, you know, he grew up FFB, or he grew up Balchuba, and he became from, and the FFB, you know, the, the FFB who was, took, some, took some time off, and came back, you know, whatever the groups are nowadays, you know, right? Good. So now he's here. And most of the guys look like this. And a few guys look like that. So how do you join that group? Well, I'm okay, not so bad. Everybody else looks like me also, you know. Do most of the mitzvahs, most of the time. I, I, try me nice, try me good, I learn... You know, overall, I'm a good guy. It doesn't it doesn't add up. You know, we, we, we sell that to ourselves, and deep down, we say, you know, we're not happy with that. We know that that's that's just an, an, an excuse and an argument to appease, assuage the conscience, which is saying, you know, hello, hello up there, please move. And we're saying, well, that's not so bad. Don't bother me. Please be quiet. And he goes quiet for a little bit, then he comes back and bothers you again. It's called the yeshu type, you know. Um, and that's the challenge. But the advantage that we have is we're, we are the children of the one-fifth who came out. Which they gave us the spiritual genes, the spiritual power, that they did it. And they, they made a Kabbalah which is way beyond... Our mind cannot comprehend the Kabbalah that they made. Because they had a perfect understanding of what it means, Kabbalah Torah. They sat by Mount Torah with a total awareness of the enormity of totally subjugating your being to Kaddish Baruch We have no Muslim what it means, Mat and Torah, at that level. And they did it. And they did it with Simcha. And they did it before they were asked. And they did it with Nasim and Ishma. They said, Moshe Rebbe, don't, I don't even want you to get it. We want, we want to hear Tathom Kaddish Baruch Hu. I, we're going to die from it. We're ready to die from it. This is the, 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 the Mamish the polar opposite of the Yetzirah, the other end of the world. Okay? We're their, we're their Kindalach. We're the, we're the Enoklach of, of, of that, those people who are able to make that. Um... You know, you see it. There's a bacher here. You have these guys in you know twelfth grade. They don't want to go to certain yeshiva nights or so because they make them from you know they make them look yeshivish or something like that. I said, what's the problem? I said, you know, if you do it, you'll, you'll like it. Yeah, but I don't want to like it. 
I don't want to go there and have that happen to me. Even though I know when it'll happen to me, I might happen to like it very much. But I, right, so that's, that's ridiculous. If you like it, then what, what do you care now about doing it? If you're going to like it, at the end, if you're going to like it, then I understand. If you're going to like it, at the end, so what are you worried about? I don't want it. End of conversation. No. Because why? Because very intelligent conversation. You know, eighteen-year-old daughter, right? It's illogical, but this is not dual logic. This is the Eight Sahara and its most basic level, which is totally illogical. He's going to throw away your life. And it's scary. To tell you that's not scary, the Mechilt is saying it is scary. It's, it's very hard. Call us, call us cautious. But it's going to be Yarmul Chemikan Laboa. So the person says, you know, at some point he says, learning Torah is Gishmak. Why do some people find learning Torah Gishmak and some people don't? The answer is the Kabbalah. And this guy pushes, he gets a chiz out of learning. And this guy doesn't. It's still in the world of the Kabbalah. There are points in a person's life where the clarity comes. When they, you know, the, the, the clouds sort of clear up and he says, you know, I understand. Um... I was having a conversation with Shauli was Shauli Mordechai was, you know, was Nifter so I was talking about the high school boys was very nisragish the boy was very very close he spent a lot of time over there and I asked him what did Shuli mean to you? what did you gain from going over there? So he says to me he says Rebbe I have a lot of questions and every time I went to Shuli, I walked over there and realized I have no questions anymore. I got a lot of answers about life from God. says, there's moments in a person's life where he gets clarity. The moment of Misa, the person deals with the Ptira, so the elements are not so important anymore. The pursuits that human beings went after are not so important anymore. Uh, there's a clarity a person gets when he looks at, looks at Misa. There's a clarity a person gets when he looks at somebody who has such physical limitations way beyond anything which anybody else has. But there's, there's, some, there's a world of existence still beyond that. He says, what's the topless of life? And I said, I got my answers. That I can't, you know, all my petty things are, not, are petty things now. There has to be something. I want something valuable in, with my life. I want to accomplish something. Um, the I think any bacher who had the schus to be involved and learn those lessons it's a big schus he should but the, the, the challenge of these nyanim is that you know we think that those moments of clarity remain forever right if, if you don't work on them to be to hold them right this idea of this Kabbalah which gives you a clarity afterwards the Yerevel the, the, the doesn't come for free it's not like I'm sitting and be passive and it becomes part of my reality there's an investment there's an investment in, 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 of time investment of Machshava investment of a person sitting and contemplating and understanding otherwise it gets covered up with all of the different things the Yetzirah doesn't you know, pull, just pull back and say ah yeah 
he won and I, you know, I, 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 I surrender. There's no surrenders by, by the Yetzirah. So a person has a moment of clarity. He says, yeah, I'm, I'm going to remember this for the and void. And it's not like that. So a person has to, and has to write down, has to think about it, has to be mechazek, has to be mechabu. has to translate the, 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 the ideas that a person has, the understanding that a person has, if it's not translated into the world of, 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 of Lemaisa, it's ephemeral and it just floats away and goes away. Um, I mentioned this to the to, to, to the says, you know, they should take it, they should write write it down. You know, actually, they want to collect something and publish something. So, but, you know, what you can publish and what you want to write for yourself might be two different things. Right? A person can be much more personal, private, what he wants to write for himself. You know, a letter to himself. And you pull out in the kufa six months, a year, two years, and say, "This is what I understood at one moment in my life, and I want to, I want to hold on to that understanding." Some of those lessons you can share with people. Some of those lessons you can't share with people. Those are very private lessons. They should be private lessons. They should be something which really touches the core of the inner being of the person. It's a very private place. You don't want to necessarily share it with other people. That's fine. You shouldn't be sharing it. There are things you, should, you could share. Right? We live in a um, I don't know, generation, Meissim are like, you know, it's like every day there's a new book about Meissim, you know, the Gishmak is in heaven, Meissim, you know. I know there was one person, was, was two, three people were after me about my, my story, how I became from, you know. I said, I'm not interested in saying this, tell you the story, it's my Meissim, you know. I don't want to publish it in a book somewhere to read. So finally, you know, uh, one person was very adamant, you know, he said, you know, I'll tell you the story. I told him the story. He published it. It really bothers me reading the story. It's not, it's just not my story. It just doesn't, it just doesn't fit. There's so much more to the story, the understanding of what I, what, I, what I said and what he wrote are two different worlds. And there's nothing shaker about the story. It's just, it's not real. It's not me. It's a very private thing. The emotions that I went through, etc. You can't write that down. If you would, it wouldn't be interesting reading to most people. My wife had an aura, there's, there's a book recently was published, where a woman did that. And she really, you, know, you, you get a feeling of, of, the, of the, the back and the forth and the grappling and the pain and the frustration and the excitement and the ecstasy. And each story is like 20 pages long. And you know, she has in the bold print and she has the italic print, you know, the bold print is the story and the italic print is her thought process, etc. And I said, it's so refreshing because it's real. It's human being there. So it's not like the other it's not. It's, it's a real story. With the person grappling and with, you know, the wavering and with the, the and then not being sure and the parts of you didn't do good, you know, it, it, it's, it's alive. But that, you know, it's, it's a very impressive person can, can publish something like that. I don't know whether you, whether you should publish. I mean, I understand it's good, you know. But that's the way you should, you know, because that's your that's your mahus. Your mahus is a very private thing. It's it's not sneeze, you know. That's the world of sneeze. This is my private world. I live in a private world. That's mine. And in that world is me and a kaddish baruch right? And in that private world, me and a kaddish baruch I have feelings and I have emotions which I share with the kaddish baruch I shouldn't be sharing them with everybody. So I, my advice, the person, you know. There's the world, what you can share with the outside world, and that's really what Revolve was talking about. Is that there's in, this inner world which you walk into, 
And in that we're in the world, there's clarity. The Kodesh is there in that inner world. And there's a clarity of what it's all about. And you say, you know, I really like it in here. And that's the name of the Sefer. If you ever wonder what the name of the Sefer, Alei Shur is. So he writes in the Hakdama that Alei Shur means that the Pramapasit, the Benoist saw the Alei Shur, that when Yosef went out to Mitzrayim, the women went up to catch a, catch a glimpse of Yosef. What's to catch a glimpse? What do I try to give me? The Sefer is about catching a glimpse. There's a world of Pindimius inside of a Tamachot. I can't take you into that world. It's hard to describe that world. What I can do for you is I can give you a glimpse. And the purpose of that Sefer is to give you a glimpse of what's going on inside that world. And that's the world where Baruch Hu, the world of Hashkacha, and that's the world of Geula, where Kodesh Baruch Hu was totally a reality to them. And in that world, I really, you know, the outside world was irrelevant. What you think about me, I couldn't care less what you think about me. So there's no covet issues. If I live with Kodesh Baruch Hu, I don't need your approbation. I don't need you to value me. Because if you don't like me, fine, I have a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And if you don't like me, also fine, I have a Kodesh Baruch Hu. It's, it's irrelevant to me. Taiva, I'm sitting in the, in, in, in the audience with the most powerful being and he's t- totally taking care of me. Right? I'm, I'm so secure and so warm and so wonderful. What's the Taiva for? It's, it's like a child sitting on, a, on, a, on his mother's lap. Totally content. It doesn't want anything else. It's just enjoying basking in the warmth of being in its mother's lap. I don't have any other needs. There's no time for it. Kina? What am I jealous of? I just, that's, that's that wonderful world that I'm living in. That's the world of Ashkocha. That's the world of Geula, which Kleisel came to. And, and, and the, the, but they realized to hold on to that world and to stay in there is a lot of work. Because all of the mitzvahs, all of the tire mitzvahs, is, is to keep me in that world. They shouldn't let that outside world become my reality. That is the challenge of all, all the tire mitzvahs. And when a person gets that clarity, he's in that world. It's, it's such a wonderful place. He says, I don't want to walk out. You know, so you see, there's certain people, that they, they walk around with such a confidence and such a comfort level of, 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 the right, of right and wrong, a clarity of right and wrong. They don't feel a need to kowtow to you. They don't feel any of these needs. Right? If it's right, they're going to do it. Then they, couldn't kill, you know, they really are not impacted by the rest of the world. I remember I once I had a, you know, you know, there's a lot of, you know, you have to ask for saying Lashon Hara. So I'm from a Bachar, you know. So I say Lashon Hara about the Rashiva. I'm sure more than once, you know. It's part of being a Bachar, saying, you know, Lashon Hara about the Rashiva. Um, so you have to ask Mechila. And believe me, it's not the most comfortable thing in the world to go ask Rashiva. Mathila, you know, maybe over here, I don't know, but over there, it hasn't happened over here yet either. I'm sure nobody ever said any lesson hard about me, but I went over to Shiva, you know, after working on myself for a few weeks to get the guts, the gumption to go over to a gifter and to ask Mechila. 
and I was waiting for him to excoriate me and you know give you know like you know you get you know you you're gonna get all your mustard and you feel like so uh, cleansed from the process you know it was like really you know I was, I was waiting for this moment you know finally got myself pumped up I'm gonna do it I remember where I where I was standing when I was walking with him telling him this is, he says to me you can say whatever you want about me I really don't care and he walked away I was like oh was like, oh. It hit me straight in the, straight in the solar plexus but it was so true. He didn't need anybody that he was. What was right was right. What was wrong was wrong. And I couldn't care less what you think. And I couldn't really. It, it was totally irrelevant to me. He said the whole work of about him it wouldn't make a difference to him because he lived in the reality of Torah with the Gadol Shmuel, and that was it. He was so comfortable in that world. That's the. Flip side of the person's, but it's hard to stay. It's very hard to stay inside the Daladamas because there's so much reality going on around you, etc., etc., etc. That keeps pulling you out. He says no, but it's really gishmak in that world. So if you're makabel, it's really gishmak to stay in there. You'll have such a law from the, the Torah and the mitzvahs and the awareness and doing the right thing. And you have you know there's the Yitzhar coming after you, but but there's a balance. There's a simcha. I think, you know, we've said this idea different times. That relationship belongs to Klai Yisrael. That's Klai Yisrael's special relationship with the Kodesh Baruch. When a person says in the morning, Baruch HaTar Hashem, Alokeinu Melech Olam, Shaloi Yosani Goy. So Rav Shwab says in Makhshav, So who do you have in mind when you say Shaloi Yosani Goy? So, you know, the, the janitor, you know, Baruch Hashem, I'm not Jose, you know. So that's the Shabbat to Kodesh Baruch Hu, I'm not Jose, you know. That my, my conversation is about weightlifting, you know. That's my Shabbat to Kodesh Baruch Hu. So they say that the Baruch Bears itself used to say, so he used to think, you know, his Shaitah is, you know, Roosevelt was the president. He says, he thinks Roosevelt. Baruch Hashem, I'm a Yid and I'm not Roosevelt. Roosevelt was the top of the world. And the President of the United States of America, once upon a time, was considered a, a, a Nichbodus, right? And it was the superpower of America, and then Roosevelt, you know, he was four terms, you know, it's a Kleinerkeit. I'm not better than Roosevelt. Schwab took it way beyond that. He says, Noyach, Mishushalach, Chanoich, Eir, according to some shittas, they were goyim. They were phenomenal tzaddikim. Chanoich became a zamalach. But I'm a yid, and a yid is a relationship with the Kodesh Baruch which is different and better than what they had. And Baruch Hashem, I'm not Mr. Shabbat. I'm better than Mr. Shabbat. That's what you have in mind. Should have taken Machshav. That's the relationship that we have with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. We live inside that those, those Daladamas. And if a person is makabal to go into that, the makabal of Kabbalah, of, of, of Torah, of mitzvahs, it's difficult to makabal it. But it's so sweet once a person's inside. And he wants to stay in there. And he says that bracha with such kavanah. I live in these Daladamas. Halavah.